0: Hello guys, welcome to a hands up podcast. This is episode 6. I'm Pamela and this is Rebecca.
1: Hi, this is Judy.
0: So first we're gonna have a short update of our summer vacation. Actually, we were both busy and making preparations for the college things. and after Marcus Sam's we can finally spare our time recording this episode. And speaking of exams, today we want to talk about topics related to education.
2: Yeah, so Pamela, I think this is one of our most special episode because today we have our special guest for our channel. So today we are more than honored to have our special guest, Judy, to talk about these new education policies with us. Let's welcome
1: Judy. Hi, everyone. I'm an English teacher and have been uh, teaching for about 15 years now. Yeah, I'm very happy and uh, honored to be here too. Okay, so today we will have Judy to
2: um, discuss some education policies that are very related to our students' life today. And some Taiwanese student might know the
0: so-called new syllabus, which refers to yilingba in Mandarin. For 12th grade students like Rebecca and I, there are so many uncertainties because we're in the first year of this syllabus. Yeah. Today, we're glad to have Judy to share her thoughts with us. So first question, as a teacher, what is the biggest difference for you when you are arranging classes and
1: teaching? Well, actually, um, I have to admit that um, there's not that much difference because I think in the past, and now I've been teaching kind of like what the uh, 108 curriculum eating of Gang has been expecting teachers to do. So the biggest uh, difference, if there's a difference, is, is that um, how I teach my class and arrange my th- classes and such has become more legitimate, you know, like um, in the past. And now, you know, my philosophy is that, um, especially for English, I think, um, I don't think of it as a subject. I think it is very useful tool. Just like you know, we're using this oh. to communicate. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I just teach how I think English classes should be like. You know, like for for the past fifteen years, and then I'm very glad that uh, this 108 curriculum uh, is being uh, put into practice. And um, I don't know about other teachers, but I think definitely uh, this has make all these activities, you know, crazy things that I do in <laughs> class more legitimate, yeah.
0: Okay, so would you assign much more report to cultivate students' teamwork
2: skills?
1: Yeah, I mean, I did that, you know, like, from the beginning, so, oh, okay. yeah, I've been doing that, so.
2: Yeah. So would you say that this 108 syllabus make you more comfortable in, like, practicing your philosophy teaching
1: yeah I suppose that's what I meant you know it becomes more legitimate like you know like in the past I have to uh, convince my students that it is very important oh. to work on these different projects it's important to work on our speaking skills and things like that but now you know um, you know I, if I just say, oh you know because of eating Bakugan and they're uh-huh. like okay okay so no. good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> exactly a very legitimate okay. excuse
0: And I think some of our listeners might want to know that do you have any suggestions for us when we're making our own portfolios?
1: Well, um, yeah, uh, I have three suggestions. Um, My first suggestion is to uh, try to explore different fields and interests um, as much as you can, you know, because... You're only 17, 16 years old. Um, There are so many different interests that have not been tapped into yet, and there are different fields that you have have never heard of before. But, you know, I think with all these um, these, uh, information out there, um, I think you should try to explore as much as you can. Okay. Yeah, that's the first one. And then the second one is I think um, it is also very important not to be afraid of making mistakes like... Um, I think the uh, philosophy of this uh, 108 uh, curriculum is that um, you tr- try and try and error, like uh. trial and errors. You know, you might make mistakes, but it's okay. It's all a it process. It's a way of learning. Um, so I, th- that's the second suggestion that I have. Okay. And then the last one is... Um, when you finally have this final uh, portfolio finished, um, before you turn it in, I think it's also very important to, uh, to look at it from the reader's perspective. Think about um, if a uh, professor or a teacher is looking at your portfolio, what, would they, um, what, what are they seeing or what are you trying to tell them about yourself? Yeah.
0: So do you think it's good for us to share a portfolio with our friends or our parents or teachers?
1: Yeah, to show it to as many people as possible so that they can give you some suggestions. Maybe there's some blind spots that you didn't oh, um, see. That yeah. commonly happens. Yeah.
2: So you mentioned, like, um, don't be afraid to make mistakes. So would you encourage us to show like how we make mistakes and how we grow up from it in our
1: portfolio. Oh yes, definitely because I think you know if nobody makes mistakes how are we going to learn from these mistakes? You know, it could be painful, it could be humiliating, embarrassing, but it's it's a process of learning. Yeah. yeah. You know, I still make mistakes all the time, you know. So <laughs> yeah.
0: So for the next question, um, for Taiwanese students, we just ended distant learning, which has lasted for three months because of the pandemic. Yeah. And I think people all have different reflections
2: concerning learning at home. So, like, uh, we want to ask you that which point in distance learning do you like the most?
1: Um, one thing, uh, well, I have to say, first of all, that I don't really enjoy online teaching because it feels like boring you know, it yeah at first you know like for the first couple of days i was trying to do um what i did usually in class but it doesn't really work out feel i felt like i was talking to myself the whole time and then so later i was like i was thinking about you know like i have been wanting to um assign a self-study plan for my students so that they can uh, plan for like two weeks like what they are going to study. I tell them what they um, have to, you know, like these are the required reading materials and then um, there are also some optional choices and I'll give them that uh, reading materials and then I give them um, some time that they have to finish some of the required things. So, and, but like, you know, in the past, in a actual, um, classroom it's kind of hard to do that because there's so much differences there are a lot of differences among students but um, I thought that was a uh, good opportunity to try out this self-study plan so I actually assigned that for my students to uh to uh basically like to try out for two weeks but focusing on English and then I would check with them um you know on a daily basis and then most of them had pretty good feedback about this um self-learning uh, project yeah so basically just to take ownership and then to know what they want to study and then you know like some of them would watch because I recommended but I did not um demand that they have to like uh, watch news or watch dramas you know and things like that but uh, some of them would actually do that on their own so um, I, I thought that was a good that that was the probably the most positive thing coming out of this uh, online courses
0: so I think that may be effective for students to do self-learning because for me my circumstances is that most of the teacher just maintain their, their own teaching habit
2: Right. Yeah.
0: So. Do you think that um, actually distant learning would, is less effa-
2: effective for students to absorb knowledge? Things like it requires <laughs> are like self-discipline because there's <laughs> no teacher and classmates besides you.
1: Right. I think um, it, if it's just lecture, probably um, if, if, if we offer students different lectures for them to choose from, Perhaps that's a uh, a one way to do it you know especially under very uh, special circumstances like previously. Um, Yeah some students also mentioned that they feel like um, they just uh, get get a little bit uh, laid back and didn't want to do anything (laughs) because uh, you know nobody was really watching them so um, I mean that yeah but like I mentioned before you know like we make mistakes and then you know if they're aware of their own uh, issues, perhaps that they will, um, you know, work on that and try not to do that in the future. So,
2: um, as a student, after the distance learning, one of my uh, reflection is I think, uh, through distance learning, teachers cannot like assess or evaluate students' performance like exactly the same in actual classroom. So, um, what do you think about it?
1: Um, you, you meant, like, in terms of evaluation? Yes. Um, so, like, yeah, I, you know, like I said, it's really hard when we can't really see um, students um, in person. Um, so what I did was to uh, talk to them, um, to chat with the individual, one of them, to make sure they're um, doing okay, they're following their schedule or how they're doing, you know, in terms of their uh, um, well-being. Are they feeling uh, very depressed oh. and things like that.
0: Yeah. I think we can control the virus and the whole pandemic thing, but we can just um, just change our ways of learning and teaching so that we can follow the trend. Yeah, exactly.
1: Well, I think still, you know, at a high school level and college level, it's still a lot easier to do online learning than mm-hmm. in uh, <laughs> uh, kindergarten or <laughs> elementary school, you of know.
2: Course. Okay. <laughs> so our last topic is bilingual nation I bet not a lot of you have heard about this because for me uh, I didn't know this policy before Pamela told me oh okay
0: some people might don't know that Taiwanese government is planning to transform Taiwan into a bilingual nation in 2030 Mm -hmm. however a fun fact is that the authority only mentions one language is English (laughs) actually they didn't say what the other languages, <laughs> but that is not the point of today. If we are going to focus on the English part of this policy, Judy, how do you think? Do, do you think it's possible?
1: Well, honestly, I think it would uh, be very, very difficult for Taiwan to become a bilingual nation. Um, first of all, because... If we think about all these uh, countries that speak English as an official language, other than um, other languages they already speak in their country, these countries uh, were colonized by England before. So it would be very, very strange for Taiwan, which has never been colonized by any English-speaking countries, to become a, to to uh, you know to have English as one of the official languages, so I think that's very very strange. Doesn't really make any historical or cultural sense. Uh-huh. Um, and second of all, um, like I mentioned previously, because English is still considered a subject in Taiwan, it's not a tool to use. So even for Taiwanese students or Taiwanese people who have gone through. Uh, I say I would say at least 10 years of English education, right? In school, at least. Yes. Yeah. Um, it would still be very hard for most Taiwanese people to carry a conversation um, in English with any uh, non-Chinese-speaking people, yeah, if we have to use that language. So I think it's very, it's going to be very hard. And also, I think... Um, you know Taiwanese um, you know like for Taiwanese people um, English is something that people are really have feeling like really self-conscious about so yeah it would take a long time and it it would take an entire educational overhaul to to, uh, change that and also I'm sorry do you guys um, have any
0: So do you questions? think it's a matter of time and also it includes some problem of historical background?
1: And people's thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And then also like how to implement that and why do we need to do this? Do you think like Taiwan would be more competitive, become
2: a more competitive nation if we become a, like bilingual nation?
1: I think that's probably what the government um, was try- has been trying to do, to uh, promote English because it's obviously a very international language, um, but I think, you know, English being a very, very important international language is still different from English being one of the official languages, I so see. I think maybe the direction is a little bit off,
2: yeah. And are you prepared for this? Or am, are you preparing for this? Am I prepared for this? Well... As an English teacher. <laughs> mm,
1: well, honestly, um, you know, most of the time when I teach English, I, I instruct in English. So I don't think it's that hard for most English teachers in Taiwan. Um, however, I think it would be very hard for um, teachers of other subjects, like math teachers, uh-huh. science teachers, and... Know,
2: yeah,
0: I've heard some of the teachers are already preparing for the English proficiency test because they wanted to pass the test so as to teach English in their subjects.
2: Okay, I heard that in our school there's a like bilingual class now, yes, and I heard that they have to teach in English but not like the whole class, has to be like some of the some part of the class, and for I heard my um, geography teacher, uh, she told us that it's nearly impossible to teach them in English in terms of like um, social science classes, there are special terms for it. it. So she told us that as for now, it's nearly impossible. Yeah, I think that's
0: kind of challenging because for those teachers what the, the, the education they received are but ma- a majority of those education are in Chinese so that might be a kind of too challenging for them if they wanted to change their mode into English when teaching
1: what, what about a- Chinese class
0: <laughs> Chinese
1: class I mean if you want to teach if you want to teach Chinese using English it, that can still be done you know because uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, Taiwanese teachers teach, Uh, English speaking Chinese right so of course it can be done technically
2: (laughs) (laughs) so um, this is pretty much for today's episode again we would like to thank Judy for providing such insightful ideas and suggestions for us from a different aspect so what do you guys think about this please like tell us through Instagram and um, I think that's pretty much for it